This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. Live from the underground lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of the show from the Underground Lounge at the OYO. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And pleased to have on the show now our good buddy from ESPN Las Vegas and also the Review Journal, Ed Graney. And, Ed, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And I just rattled off all the guys, defensive players on the uh, on the Raiders that are on the COVID-19 list, Casey Hayward, Corey Littleton, Patrick Owasu, Denzel Perryman, Darius Phylon, and K.J. Wright. A lot of big-time defensive players. They still have a chance to play on Sunday, but not the way that the Raiders wanted to come off a victory and start the week. No, it's like if you're a Raider fan out there, uh, don't hit Twitter because uh, every time you refresh, there's, uh, there's news like that today. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's no different from a lot of teams, though. This thing's spreading, and uh, you knew they'd probably get hit when Mariota and, and Edwards went down, uh, two offensive players. So maybe all the defensive guys are, are a bit of a surprise, but... You know, it's it's affecting every team to some level, and now we know how it's going to affect them this week. Like I said, I don't I don't know if it's been reported if they're um, positive or not, or they they can come back with the negative tests. But uh, given who they're about to play uh, this week, and especially the running back they're about to play, uh, they need to hope that some of those guys can get back. Right. Exactly, and the Raiders the whole time, like Tashawn Reed just put out on Twitter, they've all said that they're all vaccinated, so I, I'm assuming that they would yep. only need one negative test to get back, and so they still have that chance to play on Sunday. Is that is that your understanding as well? Yeah, if they're all vaccinated, it's much better for them in terms of just getting the negative test back. But, you know, I mean, we've had vaccinated players miss games and not be able yeah. to get those tests and not be able to get the negative test back. So I think we'll just have to go through the week. I mean, it's, it, look, it's only Monday, so that's right. probably a good thing. They have the entire week to try to get them back or to get as many of them as possible back. And uh, like I said, they need them. Um, they're going to go into a place where it's a team, you know, playing pretty well right now and, you know, running back who might, you know, lead some people for the MVP of the league. So um, they need those defensive guys back for sure. Well, here's a note right here from Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network. 106 NFL players went on the reserve COVID-19 list today. They all tested positive, including 96 positive tests today. Another oh, record man. high. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. That that that's what a staggering, staggering number that is. Exactly, and and I'm sure you got the uh, memo from the NFL uh, that we as media all have to be bo- uh, have our booster shot by the 12th now. You know, so yep. yeah. The, that's uh that's something that the NFL is doing as well. So this is obviously something that they're trying not to uh, make it derail everything that they got going. They've made it pretty far throughout this season, but man, these last few weeks have been tough, you know, on every team across the league, like you mentioned. So, uh, COVID aside, what you saw from the team and especially the defense in the second half of that game. Well, the defense the whole game, but uh, just what you saw from the defense being able to stop the Broncos, only allowing 18 yards rushing. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think they've won the last two games for them, right? I think the defense has won the last two games. They've won two games in a row, and I think it's because of the defense. And um, I saw Josh Dubow tweet. I didn't realize that, that the defense was only in the field for 40 minutes, which, again, when you run the ball as well as the Raiders did, especially to open the second half, you're going to keep those guys fresh, and it really paid off. I thought, um, you know, look, 18 yards, you're not winning any game if, you, if you're 18 yards in a game. So that was a tremendous, tremendous effort by the guys up front. And you're playing Drew Locke, so – you know, you get a little pressure on him. He's going to try to make some throws down the field. He lost his job for a reason. 
but this is, you know, you and I talked about this last week after the Cleveland game. You know, you can come out of there and you can say all the things they did wrong. No one argues with a win at this time of year. Right. I mean, you just have to win games. And, you know, now again, we learned after the game yesterday, they control their destiny. If they can win in Indy, which I think is going to be hard, not to say they can't. I mean, you know, the Chargers are going to use them. Every week I look at scores and say, okay, I have no idea what's happening this week. And if anyone out there really says, oh, I've got this league down, it's like, ah, I don't think you do. Because no one really knows what's going on in terms of week to week. So if they get Indy and come home and, again, play a Chargers team that on any given week could probably beat anyone in the NFL and on any given week will lose to Houston, if the Raiders can get both of them, they're in the playoffs. And that's right. all they really should be pointing at, and that's all they really should be talking about. And, you know, a win's a win. I mean, they haven't looked great offensively the last two weeks, but you know what? Uh, if they had looked great offensively and lost both those games or just one of those games, we wouldn't be talking about the playoffs right now. No, you're right about that. Again, we're talking with Ed Grady from ESPN Las Vegas and also the Review Journal here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And just saying, I hate to go and skip so far ahead, but what if you know the Chargers come to Allegiant Stadium for that last game of the season with everything on the line, with the playoffs on the line? How electric do you think that that uh, stadium will be? I think it'll be huge. I mean, we, you know, I know uh, Vinny um, asked the players in Passaccia yesterday, and I kind of felt the same way. They were the crowd was really loud at key moments yesterday, and that's kind of the first time I've heard on the Raiders' side for a while now. Because you and I have talked about it on your show. I mean, you know, other teams have brought their fans into this place, and they've bought tickets, and they've traveled here, and they've really kind of taken that home field advantage with the Raiders. I didn't think that was the case yesterday. I thought in the key moments, the critical moments, and Carr said it as well. You know, they knew when to cheer. Uh, when they got the red zone, they knew not to cheer, so you know he, everyone could hear him as he called his plays. It's the first time in a long time, Q, I thought they had an advantage. And if they get past Indy, um, then I, I think that place will be after you, absolutely electric, and it will absolutely be a home field advantage. I don't think Charger fans, I mean, Charger fans barely buy tickets for their own team, so I don't think they're going to come in here and you know scoop up all the tickets. I think that will be a major, major advantage for the Raiders if, that, if it comes to that. No, I do. I agree with you 100%. And, you know, we talk about good play, we talk about bad play. And, Ed, right before half, it was about five or six minutes of bad, bad play from the Raiders. When they went into the locker room after spotting Denver 10 points, uh, Jacob's fumble and then Derek Carr's interception, what did you think What did you think their mindset and their mentality was going to be when they hit the field to start the third quarter? Not as well as it ended up being um, because the Jacob's fumble leads to three and then the Carr pass, again, we talked about this in the show this morning, and, and our buddy Adam Hill made a good point after the game last night. You know, in that screen situation, like, you don't like it for a lot of reasons. One, yes, there was open field for him. If you look back, we watched the play right back after it happened on our, our computer, and there was open field for him. But I don't think there was enough open field to where he could even gotten down, you know, maybe even to the Carlson range. So in that situation, you kind of want to kneel it or you want to chuck it. I mean, right. you, you, you take a, you know, you, you take a chance. You might get a PI call in this league in this day and age. You probably would get a PI call. So, uh, agree with Adam that they didn't like the play call. And once that happened and they scored to go up, man, they got booed off the field. Yeah. Um, they got booed off their own field. Speaking of the fans, and they, they, and you know, I mean, I don't like the word deserve because I think deserve in sports is a little. I think people there's too many important things in life that people deserve more than this. <laughs> um, but you know, I didn't have a problem with them getting booed. So. I've got to be honest with you, they came out um, a lot better with a mindset than I ever imagined they could, and kudos to Greg Olson. Um, he saw something, or he thought he saw something. Josh Jacobs came to them at halftime and said, I want the ball, let me get into a rhythm. And that drive, that 75-yard drive uh, over 438, and Jacobs carrying seven times, was one of the best drives of the entire year. Uh, I mean, they just lined up. 
behind a maligned offensive line that has not gotten has got a lot of criticism this year for for good reason. And that line stepped up, and Jacobs was terrific. So I did not think they would respond that way. And once they did, they you know they took control of the game. Yeah, I, I didn't think so either. And I really I had told my son at halftime. I went down and checked him out at halftime, and I said, "I'm sorry. I apologize for him coming to the game because I thought, <laughs> well, you're going to be in for a Raider loss. You know the way that that half ended." Yep. It couldn't have ended any worse, you know. But for them to come out, you got to give them a lot of credit for them coming out and having that mindset. And, and that offensive line in particular, it really played with the edge in the second half. It did. It played with a mindset that we haven't seen. And uh, that drive alone, uh, um, well, absolutely the best drive for the offensive line all year. And um, Derek Carr said he thought it was Josh Jacobs' best drive of his career. Mm-hmm. And Derek Carr has been there for most, if not all, the drives um, of Josh Jacobs' career. He's in his third year now. So, yeah, I thought the offensive line really, really stepped up. Andre James talked to us after the game about having that mindset and, you know, making it a point of uh, emphasis. Olsen saw something. I mean, we didn't talk to Olsen, so I didn't know exactly what he saw. Um, you know, but that worked against, you know, that worked against uh, um, uh, Denver. Will it work against Indy? I'm not so sure. I think they're going to – look, they, they haven't scored 20 points often lately. Right. And I don't think, as well as the defense has played the last two weeks, and yeah, they've played some teams you know, that are down players, especially Cleveland, you can't go to Indy thinking 17's good enough. Right. That, 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 you can't do that. So they're going to have to get a lot better offensively to win that game, and they're going to have to get a lot better offensively. I don't know if it's the Josh Jacobs 7 out of 9 plays down the field against Indy. That would be surprising to me, although Indy's also missing some defensive players with COVID. We'll see if they get them back. Um, I think they're going to have to play differently. And I think they're going to have to score more points. Well, I, I would be shocked if they don't have to score if they don't have to score more points. Right? No, I agree. This might be a game where Derek Carr has to throw the ball around the yard a lot. I mean, he might really yeah. have to use that shoulder of his and arm of his to get things cooking because uh, you might not be able to, to slow play it with uh, the defense having so many guys out on COVID right now. You just don't know who you're going to get back. So as far as this game goes uh, against Indianapolis, of course they have a, a big time opportunity. But just how do you think? How do you think they they navigate through this this week? You know this this practice week leading up to the trip to Indianapolis when they have so many issues. They're obviously not trying to get anybody else on the COVID list, and they're not trying to get anybody hurt. But at the same time, they've got to put some kind of game plan and some kind of practice week together. Yeah, I mean, you know, and Rich Passaccia said it yesterday, and it's a cliche for a reason. And you know, cliches are true most often, and it's next man up. I mean, there's you don't have a choice. You you know, you have to hope they test negative. You have to hope you get them back, but you have to prepare as if you don't and you aren't going to get them back so that means a lot of guys in the second or third string have to step up now and really really prepare and dial in and focus and we'll see what happens i don't know how hard he'll go in practice i mean again but you can't sit on the sidelines either you have to do you have to prepare mm-hmm. like you're gonna you know play the best game of the year and, and hope you get those guys back but like i said count on that you're not i mean and if you get them back it's it's all the better for you um so guys just are gonna have to step up um indy's playing really well uh, you know, a lot of people, again, that's another team. Now, you know, Wentz could also throw three picks. Um, they're a weird team beyond Taylor that you don't know what Wentz might do in a given game. He might also throw four touchdowns. Right. So that's kind of interesting to go into a game like that where you don't really know what Wentz you're going to get. Um, but for the Raiders, it's, you know, next man up. I mean, like I said, Basachi said that yesterday. And, uh, you know, I, sometimes I think he gets a little carried away with the process over results because the results are the only thing that matter in this league. If you win or lose, nobody cares about anything else. But I do agree with him, and now we see all these guys on the COVID list. It has to be the people behind those guys that, that play well. And, 
it, you know, every, it's like you, you just said, you know, over 100 guys today, everyone's dealing with this, man. Right. I mean, it, right. It's just, it's spreading crazy. You, you just hope you get as few as possible, and you hope they're not at key, key spots, although they just lost some guys at key, key spots on the defense. Right. Um, and you hope it's not that way, but you just got to deal with it, man. It's not good. You know, that's the other thing. You can't dwell on it because it's not going away. No. No, it's not. Not at all. You just, like you said, got to make sure that a bunch of your key guys, did we just lose Ed? No, I'm here. Oh, okay, I thought you thought you thought we lost you. It sounded like we had some kind of hiccup here, but no, you're there. Before I let you go, Ed, what did you think of uh, of that nice play call uh, from Greg Olson to, to end the game with the little pop pass from Carr to, to Foster Moreau when everyone in the building thought that a run play was coming on third and two? You know what? And Basaccia, um, some metrics gave him the most aggressive coach of the uh, of the. Uh, of the weekend, especially also on the fourth and one call that he made. Yeah. I love the call, man. I love the call. I mean, again, you know, what have we said about Basachi before this? Well, he's not aggressive enough, so he's really conservative. And should he coach that way? You know, you're, look, I mean, I don't know if Rich Basachi is going to be coached next year. I think the odds would favor he will not be the head coach next year. So I think a lot of people say, look, if that's the case, be aggressive, man. I mean, just, just go for it. I mean, you know, you, you got nothing to lose here. And up until this point, I don't know if he's been that coach. Now, again, I still believe those coordinators kind of suggest very hard, this is what we're going to do, and he nine times, if not ten times out of ten, agrees. Right. Um, so I'm going to give credit to Olsen on that. Um, but, you know, I think the other thing is, I think he was so open, Carr kind of pushed it. Right. Like it wasn't, the pass was it, so you're like kind of holding your breath. And, you know, <laughs> Foster, had, Foster had a nice game yesterday, but he had some drops the week before. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone on the Raiders' sideline were collectively like taking a deep breath in. But once he caught it, it ended up being a great play call, and the game was over. Yeah, I almost asked Carr that last night in the media session, but he had kind of alluded to it already. But it seemed like just from that point of view, and you know how deep balls are as well, it's like they seem yeah. like they're up there forever before they yes. come down. And the, yes. between the quarterback and the wide receiver and the tight end in this in this case, probably were thinking like, oh, my gosh, this thing is hanging up here forever. It's, it's flo- let's, the nice way of saying it is it floated. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. No no doubt about it. Well, they're on to Indy, no matter who's going to be yep. playing or not. They're on to Indy. Darren Waller, sound like today from Coach Basaccia, he feels a little bit more confident in him getting be- better. That doesn't mean he's going to play, but maybe he's getting a little healthier. Maybe he can practice a couple days. I don't know. I mean, they need him. Well, they're going to need him. <laughs> it's that IT or IE band, like you and I have talked about, that we all have and we don't know we have it. And, uh, if, if his is if his is a uh, uh, bad, we probably all have bad ones, but um, they need him back if they can get him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ed, uh, always appreciate your time, man. What you guys gonna got coming out on, uh, on on well from the Review Journal? I know you're writing some well, good stuff, but what else you guys got coming out on the press box? Well, I guarantee tomorrow we're gonna lead with these uh, COVID COVID issues and see what we can say about the Raiders and see who can get off that list and just stay with the Raiders. And then we'll do a little Las Vegas Bowl later in the week. We're kind of holding our breath there. I mean, these games yeah. are getting canceled left and right, but. I think the teams are in town right now, and if they're smart, they're really kind of staying, you know, clustered amongst themselves. Because uh, I, you know, John Sassenti does a great job with that bowl, and I hope they, I hope they can get that bowl off. It looks like it's a good, it's a good to go. But you and I both know that's why I, you know, made the joke in the beginning of the interview. If you don't want to know anything, don't hit Twitter because every time we refresh Twitter, something else is going on. You're not lying at all, you know, and, and it's unfortunately I'm always on it checking out what's going on. I know. Well, Every- I say that, and you and I are on it 24 hours a day. So. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, Ed, we appreciate you as always, man. Thanks Continue and kick and tail on the press box, and then everything that you write, man, is fantastic. So we appreciate you. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. CQ.
All right, my man, there he goes, Ed Graney. You can catch him every single weekday morning with Tyler Bischoff, 7 to 10 a.m. on ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station. And, of course, all his writing is on the Las Vegas Review Journal. He's fantastic at both, so I definitely encourage you to check him out, at Ed Graney on Twitter. 315 is the time. We'll come on back, hit up the text line, and we'll get your calls and texts. 702-365-9200. What are your thoughts on the Raiders right now as they've got a lot of defenders on the COVID-19 list? What are they going to have to do to navigate through this week and also prepare for the game on Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts? We're at the Underground Lounge, and this is Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 3.20 is the time. Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino is where we're at right now. 40 minutes left in the show, and we have no more guests. We've been going fast and furious since the beginning of the show. It's been awesome. It really has. Zachariah Branch, Bishop Gorman, wide receiver, USC commit, joined us early. Jim Plunkett, two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP with the Raiders, joined us immediately after him. And then you just heard from Ed Granny from ESPN Las Vegas, also the Las Vegas Review Journal. Fast and furious is what we do here on Unnecessary Roughness, but... We're wide open, Raider Nation, like some old-school TV antennas, phone lines and text line, 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line is 69187, keyword r You come into the show with a game plan. I had it all planned out, had my question like I do each and every day, and then all of a sudden, boom, you get hit with something, and you've got to pivot. You've got to keep your head on a swivel. So that's what we're doing. Uh, instead of talking about the defensive performance and trying to get a title for what they did, or a word to describe what they did to the Denver Broncos on Sunday. Now we're talking about all the defensive players that are out due to COVID-19. So now what should the game plan be? What should the approach be for the Raiders this week? This is Monday. Now they might not have any more positive tests the rest of the week. You never know. They might get all their guys back. You never know. But now you just have a big question mark throughout the rest of the week leading up to the game. At one point, and it was so great when we could just talk about a guy that's injured and maybe he'll come back this week. Like we talked about Denzel Perryman. We talked about Darren Waller. We talked about other guys. Hey, uh, he's feeling better. He'll come back this game and play. It was great when it was just an injury report. Oh, how I wish it was those days. I hate to have an injury report and then a COVID report. And like Tom Pelissero from NFL Network said, and that is just such, I mean, I know people are COVID fatigued. I am. I can't stand it. I really can't. I want to get back to the day at some point where I could walk out the house without having a, a mask in my pocket so I make sure that I'm there and have 1,800 masks in my car so I know when I pull up somewhere I can grab my mask. At some point, I'd love to get back to that, but it's not, it's not what it is. It's not. So you got to roll with the punches, and that's what we're doing as a society, and that's what teams are trying to do. If you're just tuning in, Tom Pelissero from NFL Network said 106 NFL players went on the reserve COVID-19 list today. They all tested positive, including 96 tests today. Another record high. That's every team in the league is dealing with this issue. So every game at the worst time of the season, the end of the season, when these games mean everything, the Raiders lose one. I mean, these are all, these are all elimination games. One and you're done. 
Lose and you go home. Win and you keep going. They're in the playoffs right now. They're in their own playoffs right now. And there's other teams, including the team that's playing tonight, the Miami Dolphins. They're squaring up against the Saints. They're in a elimination games, too. They need to win out. There's a lot of teams that are in that position, especially in the AFC. So every team is dealing with it. But, man, it's hitting at the worst time. And, of course, it's December 27th. It's going to hit this time of year. It's cold. It's wintertime. People are going to get sick. But, man, that's an incredible number. Absolutely incredible number. So, Raider Nation, want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Let's start off with our guy, Raider Reggie, right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Raider Reggie? My man. Hey, tell DeMond I said, what's happening? I know he on the line. <laughs> but anyway, player, I, first of all, I can't even think about what just was announced. We, we can't even go there. We'll deal with it as the week comes. I just want to be very appreciative of you guys showing up at the Rockstar helping the Ruiz family come in, come to the game, meet everybody they met, and we've got a win. Dude, we could have stumbled down 12 flights of stairs and got that win, and I would take it. So (laughs) I'm not going to complain about how we got it. I do love the way the defense stood up. You know what? As the game was going, the second half came in, and the, the, the offense just started. That's something we haven't seen. We haven't seen the, the offense be methodical and just take up that time. Yep. And I don't think the defense was ready for that because when the defense got back on the field, they seemed asleep. They, they, they got shocked a couple of plays, right? They had to get waking back up. I was like, dang, I think that drive the, the, the offense put together kind of rocked them to sleep, man. But, hey, I I love the way the defense stood up. And, again, even on the penalty side of things, I think, what, they have three penalties or something like that? That's awesome, man. So I just want to say thank you to the entire Raider Nation Radio 920 for coming through. Hey, EK Raider is what I call my guy Eric. From now on, we're going to call him EK Raider. And Big Unk. Hondo, hey, bruh, I ain't got nothing but love. So, Raider Nation, we going to be all right. We don't know what the end is going to be, but until we get to that moment, enjoy what we've had this season. All the ups and downs, the roller coaster, whatever you want to call it. Oh, another thing. Remember back a while ago you were asking, like, if we did a 30 for 30, yeah, what would we name it? And I'm the one that said next man up. Yeah. But. I'm hoping <laughs> from the way things are shaping up, man, maybe we could call it the miracle on uh, Al Davis' way. You know there what I'm saying? There you go. Let's I like it. it. I like hey, it. One love to you, brother. I, I, Like I said, when I first met you, it was like I've been knowing you. As soon as I met DeMond, I've been telling DeMond I thought I met him before. But I love y'all, bro. Straight up, 100%. Straight Bay-like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't right. do that Frosted Flakes from the uh, generic version. We do the real deal. <laughs> if you real, we're going to come. Real, recognize, real. So 100, man. Raider Nation, stand up. Raiders. Let's go. There he goes. Great call right there from Raider Reggie. And I'll tell you, man, uh, it's, this is genuine. When, when you see what you see from everyone on Raider Nation Radio 920, one of the things we pride ourselves in is being genuine, being real deal. What you see is what you get. You're not going to get any fake, you know, 
anything. You're just not going to get that. I mean, you're going to get uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, but it's always going to be real. And everybody's not always going to agree. Everyone's not going to see eye to eye. That's okay. But we are who we are. We're always going to be genuine and uh, to have an opportunity to go out and, and be part of the community and uh, give back a little bit to the ones that faithfully, like yourself and many others that listen to us on the daily, listen to myself and Demond talk about playing basketball and talking about being a terrible football player and talking about everything else that I talk about on the daily and the rest of us as well. Man, we just have a good time at our job, so we do appreciate uh, what you guys provide as well. So thank you so much for that. Let's go out to ABA Ivan Davis. You're on deck. What's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Q? Thanks for taking my call, man. No doubt. Bless. Uh, Appreciate you. Uh, I guess the, uh, that COVID thing threw my little comments to a loop, all them folks on COVID. I know, man. Okay. I know. Me too. And remember the Islanders? That was me. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah that was me. That's, That's right. right. At, least you at least you remembered somebody played the Islanders at COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they kicked my tail. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but basically, I mean, that this is carbon copy. Because when we came to play the Islanders, we had literally, let's see, 15 players. Okay, right. for whatever reason, folks just, you know, folks were scared. And that's when our leaders stepped up and said that this is a bloodbath game. If you're not ready, go home now. Only soldiers can play in a game like this. And it's going to be the same thing. For all intents and purposes, we might as well think of this as an AFC championship game. We win that, a Super Bowl game is waiting for us against San Diego. It's going to get us to the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's too late to cry. Right, it's like sure. uh, Carr said, no one cares. No one's going to care that we have that many people on COVID. So this is, this is your shot. Right. Okay, and so they've got to, uh, I mean, they've got to do that. Okay, and uh, – my game plan, personally, would be uh, the way they ran the football, it's imperative that they at least try. Even if they pass the ball, run down that clock. Limit how often that defense is on the field. Because I guarantee you that the Colts are going to want to attack early and often and get as many points as they can against the Raiders. Okay? And so you have to limit that. Even if it's a pass, just don't be in a hurry to hike the ball. Okay, and especially if we get the run game going, man, I, I, I'd wear that out. Okay, for as long as I could and just limit how many often the offense is Not that I think their offense is good. It's due, I'm trying to protect that defense. Okay, right. and we're going to be missing that many players. Right, I got you. Okay, and so let's uh, talk about the fans. That, it finally sounded like Oakland. And I don't mean to keep harping on that, but that, that was the first time – that, I, that I've heard real fans, and please, if if, if we would somehow win this game and we could take any of the Chargers, just don't sell your tickets, period. Come to the game. Because, I mean, I, I, I kind of disagree with your boy who said that the Charger fans won't come. Man, you better believe they're going to come. They're going to have the bandwagon Charger fans that come out the closet. Okay, now it's time to jump on the bandwagon. Okay. Right. Yeah, and so, Vegas, try yeah. to get tickets. Okay, right. so just I'd make it simple. Show up to the game. If you got tickets, show up to the game. And even if there are a lot of Charger fans, don't let them out hustle you as far as cheering for your team. Okay? I mean, that's something that would never, ever happen in Oakland. When the enemy came in, there was no way we did. If they were cheering, we interrupted their cheers. Okay? Whatever we had to do to bust that up, that's what we did. Cool. Thank you so much for that call, man. I appreciate you. And uh, lots to unpack right there. And 
Uh, I'll, I'll just say, if, if it comes down to a final game of the season against the Chargers, then, then we'll take a break. I think Raider Nation will definitely be in Allegiant Stadium. I think it will be packed to the gills. I think it will be loud as all get down. And I agree with you. I think that on Sunday, that was the first time that you saw and heard what that home field advantage could be like for the Raiders. Now, that first game of the season against Baltimore, it was very loud. It was very loud from start to finish through overtime and everything. Uh, but I do think that the, the crowd uh, was very effective on Sunday. And, again, it shows what it can be. But a lot of us, again, and I've said it the whole season long, goes back to what the Raiders do on the field. They have to establish a tradition of winning at home. Give the fans a reason to cheer. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I know everyone's going to hit me with the, oh, well, we did this in Oakland. We did this in Oakland. I'm not talking about you, ABA, Diving Davis. I'm just saying a lot of people will hit me with the, oh, well, we still did it. Look, man, fans don't want to spend as much money as it costs, and I know it costs a lot of money, to fly in, hotel, drinks, food, dinners, whatever, entertainment. Don't want to do all that to end up getting on the plane on Monday or whenever you decide to leave disappointed. Simple as that. Like I said, I, I, I apologize to my son. Him and his mom drove up Sunday morning. I thought that they were going to have to drive all the way back, six hours back to Fresno with an L. That drive home for them made it a lot easier with a dub under their belt. Guarantee you that made that drive a whole lot easier than it would have been thinking about what the hell did I just watch. It's simple as that. 3.32 is the time when we come back. Fargo Raider, you'll be up first. I got your call. Plus, anyone else who hits us up at 702-365-9200. We're going fast and furious to the end of the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Underground Lounge is the location inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Here's where we are for Monday Night Football. We do it each and every Monday. The Miami Dolphins, New Orleans Saints will be on the screens a little bit later on, and we'll be here for that. So we encourage you to come on by and uh, hang out with us. Got about 20-something minutes left in the show. We're going to go fast and furious. We're going to go hard in the paint. Got a lot of calls and a lot of texts that I want to get to, so let's go ahead and get things cooking. 702-365-9200. My guy, Fargo Raider. What's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, Q and Damon, I'm doing good other than this damn cold and the foot and a half of snow I'm trying to dig out of. <laughs> More gold. I feel like Hakeem when he went to Queens and he figured, hell, it's cold, man. I need to layer up. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to start off with the game. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that pretty, but something I've seen these last two weeks that really encourages me, that makes me proud to be a Raider, is that... When they were down and out, they found a way to dig deep and win. Right. You know, that's the only what is Yannick thing. That's the only thing that matters. Right. The only stat that matters is that W. Right. They found a way to get it. It didn't look it didn't look good, like you said. There's plenty of reasons for boo. This isn't the first time we've been here, but this is one of the few times where we saw some fire in their eyes, and we saw, like Al Davis said, the will that burns or the fire that burns brightest in the Raiders organization is the will to win. And I don't care how. I just care that there's a W in the column. That's all now, it's thank about. Thank you guys for taking my call, and you guys have a good one. Stay warm. Yeah, You too, brother. <laughs> You're the one in the snow. 
<laughs> you got to definitely stay warm. But, yeah, uh, it, it's all about Ws. That's all that matters at the end of the day. And the Raiders have eight of them as opposed to seven losses. So uh, they'll take that any day of the week or twice on Sunday, and they have an opportunity to do something uh, really special by getting two more dubs. Starts this week against the Indianapolis Colts. Let's go out to Marcelo, a.k.a. I am Raider Vice. Marcelo, what's on your mind, my man? That's right, Q. I am Vice Raider here. Just want to say that I got to give a big thanks to you and everyone who showed up the rock star on uh, Christmas night. It was like family. We had a big photo. It made me feel part of the Raider Nation that I am. I'm a first-time, long-time caller, listener. I appreciate it. I just got to say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, we're winning on a winning streak here. Continue what we're doing. Indy's not going to expect us to do the same thing. Keep it going right there. That's all I want to say about the Raiders here. Keep it going. Just win without without faith. There would be no, we have persist. We got to persist to have faith, and that's what the Raiders need. They're persisting. We just got to have faith, trust the process, and we'll continue to win. That's all I got to say. Cue my boy Demar to all Raider Nation out there. Hondo Raider Reggie Raider L. A pleasure. Hope to do it again. Late. Boom, there he is right there. I am Vice Raider. Who's out there at Rockstar on Saturday. Definitely appreciate you. Marcelo, he comes out quite a bit. Appreciate uh, all the support, my man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, if you can get away with the same game plan against the Colts as, as, as what's been winning, great. I, I do think, personally, especially with the def defensive guys that we don't know about if they're going to be able to play or not, this might be a game where you have to go ahead and sling that thing around the yard. Derek Carr might need to have one hell of a game. He might need to have that 300-yard game that he, he hates to, to talk about. He said that last night in the media session. We can win without me throwing for 300 yards. I get so tired of hearing that. Look, I get it. I get it. But this might be one of those games where he has to throw it 300 uh, yards plus. You know, he might have to try to find a way to get 30 points just because I don't know who's going to be available. None of us know who's going to be available for the defense. I just got an update. I'll tell you this. I got an update from Raiders uh, PR about the media sessions the rest of the week. They're all by way of Zoom. So I mentioned it earlier in the show that today's media session was by way of Zoom. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story on myself. My dumb self always drives to the facility on Monday because uh, I'm usually able to get there on Mondays and, and Fridays. That's my schedule allows me to be there. So I was driving there, and I got about halfway there and realized, I think this one's by Zoom today. And so all of a sudden I thought about it, and I was like, yep, yep, it is. And so instead of driving there, I drove home. <laughs> I didn't want to turn around because who turns around and goes back to the radio station, right? I was like halfway, so it was going to be 10 minutes in my house or 10 minutes back to the station. So I just said, the hell with it. I'm going to go to the house, jump on my computer, do the media session there, got my set up, and then I'll drive to the Oyo. So that's what I did. So it's like I went through my same routine, drove to the facility, but I went to my house. So, yeah, my bad. But I know the rest of the way they're all Zooms, according to the, uh, the schedule that I just saw from Raiders PR. Let's go out to our guy, Raider27. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, man, first I want to I shout out to Fargo Raider. We've been uh, snow buddies on Twitter, messaging back and forth all weekend. We got a bunch of snow here, too, so, yeah, it's a blast. I was out there with my snowblower going crazy this morning. I, <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> right. Um, I think this team plays so much better when they come out and start throwing the ball around, and they don't have to throw the ball deep every time. Manage right. the game. Get a feel for the game. Zay Jones is a very, very good receiver on short and intermediate routes, but he doesn't track the ball well on a deep route. So say those for Jackson. You don't have to go deep every game. You can just keep moving the chains, moving the chains, and that is what opened up the running game. 
right? And then they came out in the second round. I'll tell you what, that offensive line came out with their hair on fire the second half of that game yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I'm proud of my guys. Um, root for Denver next week because if Denver beats the Chargers, we can still make the playoffs if we lose to um, Indianapolis and beat the Chargers at home. Right. So you're really dancing with the devil if you do that, but you, you, you bring up a great point. You bring up a great point. Uh, thank you for the call, my man, and try to stay warm out there and, and uh, have fun in the snow. And uh, I'm not built for that. That's just not up my alley. I just can't get it. I can't get it done, but uh, that's okay. Uh, you, that's why you're able to do that, and I can appreciate that. Thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate you. Uh, up next at 702-365-9200, my man Raider Mike. What's on your mind, Mike? Beach. Sorry, fellas. It's We're all loving good. it down here. Anyway, uh, Josh did not heed my advice to wrap it up at all. <laughs> boy, did he come back with a fury and tell him to wrap it up the other way. He right. to chill and quit being Sean Kemp. Oh, no. Next, oh, no. That offensive line is gelling now. I see it. I'm loving it. And it's going to open up our, our, our running game like no other. Just uh, hopefully – that COVID thing is terrifying me because if all those guys are out, Jonathan Stewart is his name, I think, is going to oh, run around. Jonathan Taylor. Josh John Taylor. Denver. Yep. So, anyway, let's go, Raiders. I'm proud of you boys. You've shown NAD like you haven't the past three Decembers. So, Raiders, let's kill the Colts. Later, bro. There he goes. Raider Mike, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, good stuff. And I'll tell you, man, uh, Jacobs, when he fumbled in the first half, uh, you know, just kind of letting that ball out there loose man, made me nervous. And then I thought that the game was going to be one of those where it was just going to be a lot of mistakes made. And, look, the Raiders turned the ball over three times and still found a way to win. That should tell you something about the team as well. Found a way to win even though they turned the ball over three times. Now, you're not going to be able to do that every week. It's very rare that you turn the ball over three times and you find a way to win. But they did that. And then I got nervous because, well, Derek Carr threw that, that interception on that screen pass. And, again, I think Bradley Chubb made a hell of a play. But Jacobs was involved in that as well. And I'm thinking, oh, man, maybe this is just not going well for him. Maybe he's just going to have one of those days. And then in the third quarter, he gets the long run, and then it looks like a fumble. But then he was down. And I'm thinking, oh, man, it's just a snowball effect. And I hate that for Josh. I really enjoy watching him run the rock and just go out there and play. And the way – and I asked him last night in the media session about him being the closer – and you could tell that that's, what he wa- that's the role he wants to play. He mentioned Coach Kirby, Kirby Wilson, who, who's no longer the running back coach for the Raiders. He told him, you know, make the play caller call your name. Make, him, make you be the guy. And that's what he was, in, in particular on that last drive where they had about three minutes to, to close it out and not give the ball back to Denver, and they made sure that they didn't do that. He did a lot of the heavy lifting. Of course, that pop pass from Carr to Foster Moreau was uh, awesome, great timing. And that sealed the deal. That put the final nail in the coffin. But Josh was running hungry. He was running hard. And he was running downhill. And that's what he needs to do. You know, someone pointed out to me on Twitter, and I hate – on game days it's so hard to respond to everybody on Twitter because you get so many tweets, especially when I'm trying to tweet what, what just happened in the game. And there's so many responses. A lot of tweets will get lost in the shuffle. So I apologize for that. But someone pointed out, like, Josh is running hard, but he's running a lot outside. He needs to – stay inside and, you know, hit those holes in between the tackles. And he really started doing that later in the game. Really started getting in between the tackles and, boom, getting upfield real fast. Not so much no, – not, not really any dancing behind the line of scrimmage. Just, boom, hit the hole and, uh, and, and go. And I, I thought that that was 
a big key to the success that he had and, of course, that offensive line as well. Let's go out to Raider X. What's on your mind, Raider X? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? Chilling, man. Hey, Bless. So, so you woke them up, man. The big uglies, just like you called it. The big <laughs> uglies did it on both sides of the line. They did it. They my did. my my uh, theory would do I like to flip the script and have them dare Carson Wentz to beat him with their arm. I'd stack the heck out of that box and try to focus all on that run based upon on the people being out in COVID right now. And let's just try to have them go ahead and, and, and sling that ball along. I think we have the secondary and we have the talent that we can shut them down on the on the back end. Okay. All that okay. being all that being said, I, I really haven't seen the the snap numbers for Gillespie. So I like to see if it, what if uh, was how much did Gillespie uh, play in the in the game and in, in, uh, in, uh, filling the, filling that roster yesterday. How or, many snaps uh, did you say, Demond? Seven. Seven snaps. Gillespie had seven snaps. Thank you, Demond, for that. Seven snaps. Wow. So he didn't play as big as a game that we thought he would. That, no. that just shows the depth that we have out there. Because like you said, it uh, Trufant, heck of a game. Yep. Heck of a game. You know what? And that speaks very, very high to Bradley on what he's doing out there. He is putting some guys out there and putting them in perfect spots like chess pieces. He's just filling in that puzzle. That is, that, is, that is really, really awesome. So I think that we have great success going forward. And what you said also about the, 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 the fumbles and, and the little mistakes, I think that happens when you're, when you're stressing a little too much. And I think sometimes the guys are actually putting a little bit too much on their shoulders. And I think that when sometimes Carr gets a little bit in his head, and stresses a little bit and actually will make some, some errors. Because when he's smooth and he's not, he's not uh, pressing, the guy is ice. I mean, he's smooth. And he's just getting it out. And the same thing, I think, with Jacobs. Because that's not, that's not Jacobs' thing is, is dropping that ball. Right. I mean, the guy is balling. I mean, he looks healthy. His ankles look healthy. He's putting that foot in the ground. And like he said, like everybody's saying, he is running up angry. Yeah. Angry. Love it. I, I think we got a great chance to take down the Colts. We take down the Colts, it is on fire in Allegiant. It will be on fire against the Chargers. I'm so excited. Go Raiders. Boom. There, there he goes. Great call right there. That's Raider X. Appreciate you, my man. And, yeah, and that was something that was talked about. Hunter Renfro actually brought it to our attention in the media session last night saying that when Josh Jacobs really gets going and rolling, you don't hear him talking. He gets really quiet. So he, and he said, yeah, I get in that zone. And when I get in that zone, I do. I get quiet and I just go. I get into a rhythm and I go. So let's hope the rest of the season Josh Jacobs is real quiet. You know, let's hope that the rest of the season he's able to cook. And I didn't like the fact that he missed games earlier this season. I didn't like the fact that, you know, he was injured. I know he didn't because he wants to be out there. But if there is a silver lining, maybe, like you mentioned, Raider X, that he looks fast, he looks healthy. If he could finish the season really strong, Raiders could have something. If that offensive line continues to run block, I'm not a big pro football focus guy, but I can tell you that their PFF numbers were really well, really good blocking, run blocking. It wasn't great pass blocking, but it was really good as far as as far as far uh, their run game goes. The, 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 the blocking scheme was, was doing a good job. It really was. So if they can do that the rest of the way, again, I can't tell you what's going to happen these final two games. I can't tell you what's going to happen this week. But I can tell you they put themselves in position to have a chance. And at this point in the season, that's all you can ask for is a chance. And, uh, Damon, you said we got one more caller. Who's up next? Mr. One-Putt. Mr. One-Putt. One time. What's up, One-Putt? Oh, it's cold and it's windy, but I just finished 18 holes. Nice. But I want to I put this in golf terms. Two holes to go. We're down by two strokes. It's time to get aggressive. We need to fire at the pins. We need to make birdies. And in football, it means we've got to take chances on fourth down. 
We've got to send the extra blitzer from time to time, and we've got to fake a punt when we need to. We've got to put it all out there. You might make double bogey and lose it all, but you've got to take a shot. Go Raiders. Nice. I like it, Mr. One Putt. Great stuff. Great breakdown, man. I don't think anyone's ever joined the show and broke down football in golf terms, but you're not wrong. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. Get aggressive. And that's, you know, to Rich Versace's credit, that's what he did. You know, called the, 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 the fake punt. You know, the Raiders went for it. They needed to go for it on fourth and one. They picked up a key first down. You know, they got aggressive on that last uh, pop pass from Carr to Foster Moreau. They took what they wanted. They didn't take what the defense gave them. That they wanted. They've got to do that. They've got to play like they have nothing to lose because what do they have to lose? What do they have to lose? They don't. They're guaranteed two more games. So if you go out there and you play with your hair on fire, and I'm not saying playing reckless, but play like you want to play more than two games. Play like you want to play three, four, five, whatever. You don't want to be done the first week in January, after January 9th. You don't want to be done. Something K.J. Wright mentioned early that, hey, you know, we don't want to be the team that goes home the first week in January. He doesn't want to be that team. We'll go out there and prove it. And so far through four weeks, well, through two weeks, two or four weeks, they've done what they have to do. They can't lose. They haven't. You got to give them a lot of credit for that. Let me hit some couple text messages real quick on the Sam and Ash text line. 69187, keyword R&R. Kevin said, Q, I think we're going to learn a lot about the NFL and their motives if this outbreak with the Raiders continue. This is a huge game for us and the Colts. I'd hate to see us in a poor position, and God forbid our game gets moved up again. That's from Kevin. I don't know what the NFL is going to do, honestly. I know a lot of Raider fans are saying, hey, postpone it, move it, do whatever. I don't know how they're going to do that throughout the whole league. And I know nobody cares about anybody but, you know, the Raiders, which is fine. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. But it just seems like with so many guys on this COVID list now, throughout the course of the league, I don't know how they could move everything around and how they could adjust things. It's almost like damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, if you move it, where are you going to move it to? And honestly, as we mentioned, following the, the, the game against the Browns, what did moving it two, two days do? Get one guy back for, for Cleveland or two guys back? That was it? And, and cost the Raiders a guy? I don't really know what they could do. And I'm not trying to be funny at all. I just really don't have any idea. We've been waiting to find out if we're going to be credentialed for the Super Bowl, and who knows? You know, Radio Row, we go to the Super Bowl each and every year for Radio Row. Last year, Radio Row was a round table like you have at the cafeteria with a bunch of plastic and monitors on the thing, on the table, so you could do Zoom calls. All the Radio Row interaction was by way of Zoom last season. You know what that tells me? Why am I going to make that trip for that? I can do a Zoom call at, at the radio station. I don't need to spend a lot of money. I mean, hey, being there is awesome, but what are you really bringing to the table? So we've been waiting to find out if, hey, this year in L.A., we're going to have an opportunity to go. We had to apply for our credentials back in November. I still haven't heard back. And I think a lot of it has to do with the NFL really doesn't have a clue yet what they're going to do if they're going to have a radio row. I mean, they already sent us the email today about November, November, January 12th, you have to have a booster shot by. They said if you want to cover the playoffs in the Super Bowl. So that means that they're going to have something. But at what level is it going to be? It would be fantastic to be able to bring a Super Bowl Radio Row experience to Radio Nation Radio 920. That's our goal. That's what we want to do. But it's not guaranteed that it's going to happen. But thank you for that text. Thank you for all the calls and feedback that we received on the show today. 
Vinny Bonsignor, I guarantee you he'll have a lot more from 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. He's got a lot of answers. He's been talking to a lot of people, and he brings it each and every day. So look forward to what Vinny's got going on. Of course, I'm going to hang around here at the Underground Lounge. As you can tell, the sound is now on. That means it's getting closer and closer to game time. The Saints and the Dolphins closing out week 16. We're going to do it from the Underground Lounge here at the Oyo, the hotel and casino. I'll be checking in throughout the course of Vinny's show, so you have time. Come on down, get some drinks, get some food, and watch some football and do it with us here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Vinny's up next. I'll holler.